0: To catching up with the Commands podcast. My name is Dan C. Joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life. We hope you guys enjoy the show. And today, we are going to look at a sponsor. If you're looking for handcrafted, unique scents in your beard products, look no further. Define Beard Co. is a small batch beard company focusing on simple, quality ingredients with a luxurious feel. Define Beard Co. offers beard oil, butter, wash, conditioner, soaps, and tools I have been using Defined for three years now, and they have a scent called King's Bounty that is one of Sam's all-time favorite scents, and she knows whenever I have it in Beard. The scents are just so damn good. We put their website link along with their other social media tags in our Instagram bio at Catching Up With The Commands. Make sure to give us a follow. Try to find Beard Co. for yourself with the discount code dancy 15 for 15% off your order and enjoy the way their products make your beard feel. So this week... We're going to be talking about how we deal with money in our household. I think we have a good, well-rounded view of money because we both have very different styles of dealing with
1: money. (laughs) (laughs) We have lived
0: paycheck to paycheck and we've taken out loans to get by, but now we did a 180 and we put extra money into investments. So we really have seen in a short amount of time, all sides of dealing with money.
1: Right. Like we have two distinctly different styles when dealing with money. I think our childhoods show it tremendously. Like Dan, what was your childhood like in regards to spending money?
0: Yeah. So my childhood was what I just considered normal <laughs> and it was a not quick to spend family. And what I mean by that kind of examples, if we wanted gifts, if there was something that was like a big thing that we wanted, it was reserved for holidays. If we're like, Hey, I want this. Oh, Christmas is coming. Oh, your birthday's coming. And that was just just how it was and we didn't really ask for too many things outside of that we were not ones to really like push it on any kind of like day-to-day spending
1: that's that's and you you were not an only child
0: correct you're I, two one younger, of three yep, yep, <laughs> two younger sisters and I do think that that's important it is yeah because yep.
1: I was an only child and mine was so different so once um my mom had married my stepdad I, I would classify that I was in like a spending sort of family. I was always given money when I asked for it. And if I really wanted something, I did this thing where I would just like sit down with my dad and try to explain it in a logical reason. And if he thought that it sounded good, then I would get it. I didn't have to wait for a holiday or anything like that. And I think as adults early in our relationship, we still had that kind of like stark, starkly is that a word i think so yeah yeah. <laughs> starkly different like comparison
0: for sure it was a a wild awakening like when we first started <laughs> like living together and even from the beginning and sam had a credit card and then had credit card bills and that was like foreign to me that was like a crazy concept and there was a day i will never forget we were in burton michigan had <laughs> a Coney Island, and we sat down, and this was, like, an early date, and we ordered some breakfast, and they had, like, little combos, you know, eggs and toast and whatever it may be, and I ordered mine, and then Sam ordered, and she had ordered, like, a combo, and then she asked for, like, a side of bacon or, like, a side of sausage, and then got an orange juice, <laughs> and... My mind was shook. I was, like, flabbergasted because I never would have asked to order sides. I would have never asked to order additional meat.
1: It's like – like when people say, did you come from a water family or like a pop and appetizer family? Like you were from a water family and I was from a pop and appetizer. Yeah, family.
0: I, <laughs> I just remember that being just shocked. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my, cause it's like, we're just dating, you know, the guy gets the bill and I'm like, Oh, she's going to be like, you know, on the, the safe side, you know? And it was just like, yeah, can I have some sausage, some bacon, some orange juice? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And it was just so crazy to me, but, and we'll fast forward and talk about how it is today, of course. And another thing that was wild that blew my mind is she said every time she went to the store, she could get candy. Like as,
1: as a kid, as a kid. an adult. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that was crazy to me. Like candy from the store was like a big deal. Like I remember my dad used to play basketball on Saturdays and that was a time where we could go get uh, some candy. And I think it was just now being a parent, looking back, being like, oh, that's how you, like, bribe them to be good. (laughs) I get it, I get it. But that was a big deal for us. And when you were like, oh, yeah, I could get candy at the store anytime I wanted, my mind was blown.
1: Yeah, like, my grandma essentially, like, raised me when I was younger. And she would take me, you know, to the grocery store or anywhere, and I would always get something. It would just be like, that was just so normal for me. Yeah. And I remember – From my point of view, at the apartment, there was one thing that happened. Like, I didn't – when you had your apartment, I didn't pay any of the bills or rent or anything. I just lived there for free. (laughs) And I remember, like, I went on this shopping spree with one of my friends, and came back and you were like, what the heck? Like, why? You don't e- you don't pay bills. Why would you spend all that money on that? And that was just normal to me. Yeah. Like, I never had any sort of bills. Like, I feel like some parents make their kids pay for, like, their phones or something. Like, I never had any of that growing up. So, like, bills were so foreign to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And now I think, like, we've met in the middle of being me a spender and you a saver. Like, mm-hmm you're still a hardcore saver and I'm still a hardcore spender for sure, but we're more logical about it. And then we communicate about like all the money situations really clearly now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that communication is key. Uh, Literally. I feel like we say this every episode, but it's the most important thing in all relationships and already talking about purchases and, and, just simply the way we approach these things, we're always talking about them, whether it's in the future. When I, when I say already, we're looking at purchases for next summer. <laughs> we're literally looking at purchases in the distant future. And we'll just come together on things and be like, hey, is this price okay? Or am I spending too much money on this bigger purchase? And we, we try to look at value. We try to look at just what we are getting for that money and, and just what the cost is on, on our life. And it, it's just constant. We're just constantly talking about those things.
1: Yeah. And from my childhood, I still like use this technique. I use it on you now from like when I used it on my dad of like sitting them down and being like, this is how we would use this. And this is how much it is. And I just feel like that's such a good way of Mm -hmm. like explaining yourself or sometimes I'll say like, whoa, the grocery trip was really huge this week just to like subtly let you know that the credit card bill is gonna be higher just for to like make sure that I'm in communication with you about the spending.
0: For sure, for sure. And, and the same as on the other side, I'll see that credit card creeping up, I'll see the income coming in and I'll s- simply be like, hey, we're, we're going a little bit too crazy this month that we can kind of just tone it down a bit and we just stay in touch and yeah. communicate on those things. And another thing we do is not constantly hovering over the other person's person purchases. We are not going through with a fine toom- tooth comb and, and looking at every single little purchase. If there's something we don't recognize or there's a bigger amount, then we'll ask, right? If I'm going through the, the report, uh, we we want to be conscious of things like fraud, right? And so if there's something on there, I'm like, hey, is this you? And you're like, yeah, that was this big, uh, <laughs> this big sheen order, what, Timu now, right? Because <laughs> they, they change names and these different things. And so we're not, we're not going through and analyzing them. I rarely actually look at at the credit card purchases. It's not something that I really go through.
1: Yeah, and I do, like, most of the daily life purchases. Mm -hmm. I do the grocery shopping. For the most part, I get everybody's clothes. Like, I don't think you ever go out and, like, buy clothes. Yeah, (laughs) no, if I have
0: new clothes, it's from Sam encouraging it.
1: And then I do, like, the household stuff. And you're more... In charge of like bigger purchases, like for example, when we're buying cars, mm-hmm. you're the one who like looks into it and yep. sees like what what makes the most sense, and then you also pay like ninety nine percent of the bills. Yeah,
0: you do handle the medical bills. Uh, oh, that's, that's true. That's randomly one. Okay,
1: ninety eight percent.
0: And that and none of this was even conscious. We weren't like, hey, you take this, yeah. I take this. It just kind of we latched to certain things. Yeah, and it, it works really well, and. I do think we try to learn as much about the other person's bills as possible yeah. you know just in case we have to step up for the in other case person case somebody
1: dies yay. <laughs>
0: hey 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 <laughs> you never know you never know uh, yeah. But everything comes out of our same account. And I think this is unbelievably important. And we talk about this on a regular basis. We have one checking account. We have one savings account. Now I am mainly in charge of monitoring those things, but Sam has full access. There's nothing hidden. There's no like gates or hoops to run through to be able to see these things. And we've had our shared bank account since we got engaged. Yeah. Like from the very, very beginning, I actually remember going to the bank and, and doing that. Yeah. And this was very important to us. And, and we, to put this out there too, we were fully living together. We yeah. actually bought a house before we were engaged, yeah. correct?
1: I mean, you bought the house. Okay. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I, bought, <laughs> I bought the house and Sam was living, uh, living with me, but yeah. it was our, I didn't yeah. see it that way. I never talked about it like my house. It was our house. And then we got married and was your name on it right away or no?
1: The house? Yeah.
0: No. No. Okay. So then when we got married, then obviously in law, it's hers as well. And we truly believe only having one bank account is the way to go. And I think we have the right place to be able to talk about that because we've seen all sides. Yeah. We had a point where we had one bank account. Sam was making as much money or more than me. We've had one bank account where I was the sole income provider. And we have one bank account now where we kind of do everything together. (laughs) And so it can't be like, well, it's nice and nice to say that because this, we've kind of seen it all. And we really feel like if you have two, it's like giving yourself an out and it just leads to conflict and resentment. I just couldn't imagine going out and being like, Hey babe, I got this one, but next time you need <laughs> yeah. one. Cause then it's going to naturally lead to, well, shoot, when she got dinner last time it was right, forty. You're like keeping track yeah. tally
1: in your head. Yeah,
0: like this is sixty four dollars. I'm the <laughs> one getting the worst. And at that point, why not just have one account if you're gonna start tallying right, stuff up? Right. And if you have a healthy relationship and trust, then how's it any different? How's it any different than any of the other aspects of your life that you yeah. have? You know, that's my brain really, really struggles with that one because to me I've heard people and are like, Well, I just don't want him to know what I'm purchasing. I just don't want her to uh, have me ask for permission to buy these things. And it's like, well, don't, (laughs) you know, like have that trusting relationship. And if you're buying stuff that you don't want your other person to know about, you probably shouldn't buy it
1: or you probably shouldn't be with that person.
0: Yeah, true. That's that <laughs> definitely another way to look at it. And, and we understand this has to be hard uh, during financially hard times. Uh, and, and especially for the person who is not the spender to see the other person blowing money when they th- themselves need to save. Like I could not imagine that we have separate bank accounts. And then I know couples do kind of like a one bank account that they share. Yeah. Then they have their separate ones. But if your family's struggling and you're over here saving and really like it's on your mind and kind conscious and you see the other person just blowing through money and spending it frivolously and things, even small things like Starbucks, Yeah, I'm sure that's going to start irking you and start yeah, really right. getting to you.
1: Right. Like we've seen so many friends and family members who yeah. have separate bank accounts go through issues because of it. And I feel like it might seem fine for like two, five, ten years, but what percent yeah. of divorce is based on money. Like it has to be a big percent, right? And I
0: wonder if there's any studies out there of divorce cases, how many were joint bank accounts as compared to separate. And that even gets in, like when we fill out our taxes every year, it's like, are you joint taxes or separate? And I'm like, what, why, how is that even an option, you know? And, And I don't know the most about that, but it's just kind of that same concept. And you're right. Divorce, it's often about parenting differences and then money differences. Right.
1: But I do think that the only time it would be acceptable is if the other person maybe is, like, overcoming a spending problem and their partner still needs to, you know, get the bills paid, so then... They have the two separate accounts right. where they're, like, working through something. Yeah, it's like a but buffer. Yeah. yeah. But overall, I just feel like having separate bank accounts is just more trouble than it's worth. Like you said, you ha- you could have separate, but then you also have the one, but then you're, like, constantly needing yeah. to transfer money right. over and all this. And yeah. if someone forgets, then you get mad. And uh-huh. I, don't know, I don't like
0: that. Yeah, and we, we've had friends and couples that have been divorced in the recent years And afterwards, obviously not during, but afterwards, all this stuff comes out and it's like, oh, you didn't know what they were buying. You didn't know what they were spending. Like, we have that joint bank account. Now, we don't go through every single little thing, but we know what we're spending. We know we're buying. And at the very least, we have access if we want to look it up.
1: Right. Or if I had a question, Mm -hmm. I could just go and look. Or if you were, like, withdrawing money, it's still going to say the same, like, hey, why'd you withdraw $500 cash? Right. And then (laughs) what if stuff is
0: bigger than the joint in the middle? Then you still have to come together to discuss payments. So, yeah, I just don't quite get it. It just doesn't seem like there's any advantages there. And and if you guys disagree, let us know in the Catching Up With The Commands uh, podcast Instagram page where you can give some after-the-show thoughts. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. And so we only have that one account for our money with checking and savings. But we also have three credit cards and investments. Now, I manage the accounts and the investments. I go to the, the meetings on stocks and all that stuff. I, I'm learning. I, I don't love it, to be honest. It's not <laughs> something I enjoy. And who knows where I'll go in the future with that. But we had money for the first time, and we knew that if it just sat, you're losing money. So we wanted to do something with it, so I kind of took that on. And we keep enough money to cover our bills and daily spending and our checking. And that is something that I do on a regular basis. I will flex these things. Essentially, the credit card will build up every week or so, and then Sam will message me the amount. And so at that time, I'll check the checking. If we have enough to cover it with some wiggle room, I leave it. If we don't, I move money over from the savings. And so that communication is extremely important. Otherwise we could get into some trouble with having that, that difference. And the saving is for extra money. We aren't quite ready to put into investments yet, move it there. And it's just, it's going to get a little bit of interest and it's not going to be touched. And to be like fully transparent, we last year really started investing uh, pretty heavily, and then that was at about the time <laughs> when it was going really well. And then the investments kind of tanked, right? As many of you know, I haven't felt super comfortable investing back in it again. And we've made some different purchases and trips, like we did our basement and stuff. So we kind of shifted our investments away from like the stock market to investments in our home, yeah. which are which still is an investment. Yeah. You know, it's still making money uh, eventually if we ever wanted to sell it. And uh, a few years ago, I'd spoke to a friend who invests money. And so we had a small savings and decided we wanted to start. And we were going on to essentially, I, I'm even blanking on the name of the, the type of investments that we do. Do you remember what this is called? No. And it's, it's just like a group of stocks. So we're not like going in, I'm not like, hey, I'm going to take Apple. I'm going to yeah. take Microsoft. It's just like this portfolio of having It's these like options. the
1: safe the stocks. Safe it is, stocks.
0: 100%. I wanted safe. I wanted low risk. And I learned that you can't just check your stocks every day. <laughs> I was doing that. I was looking at stocks every day, and they would go down. I'm like, what the heck? And it would be on my mind. You have to kind of take a step back. And I have learned that through people who have a lot of experience. There'll be ups and downs, but if you look at any kind of chart with the stock market zoomed out enough, it's always going up, regardless of politics, regardless of world events. It's yeah. always going out, going up if you zoom out. Yeah. And so we do have to look at it from a long-term investment. And our stocks are currently down. Uh, they're significantly down. Like sick to my stomach if you if you say the number down. But they are going back up right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just got to, like, set it and forget it sort of a thing. And that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you manage the, like, checking, Mm -hmm. savings account and our investments. And then I manage our credit cards. And, like... Like Dan said, I came into our relationship with credit card debt because I was an 18-year-old and went a little bit crazy. Yeah, like an iPad and stuff. now when we look at, like, the amount that I had in credit card debt, it was so just, like, minuscule. Yeah. (laughs) But it was so big to us at that time.
0: Oh, yeah, massive.
1: Because you never had – you didn't have credit cards.
0: No, and I didn't have money. (laughs) Yeah, that was another big thing.
1: Well, even as like a young adult you yeah. didn't have credit cards. No, no, no. I can't no, remember no. when we got our first joint credit card. It was either a target card or the Amazon one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it was a I was extremely tedious about my debit yeah. card. I needed to see my account and exactly where it was at all times. And it was really hard for me to get used to that limbo of paying for something, but it's pending and it's not coming out of your account yet. That was tough on me.
1: Yeah. So first I wanna say like please don't get a credit card if you're not able to pay them off. (laughs) Like we're not trying to say like, Hey, you guys all need to get credit cards and then you're all in credit card debt and blame us. Like don't do that. (laughs) We pay our credit card off like once a week, once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even wait until like the monthly due date. We're always just paying it off. Yep. So we have three credit cards. We have a target card, which (laughs) I feel that's so basic. (laughs) (laughs) But you get, like, a really good discount there, and you get perks with it, and I literally shopped there enough that it made it worth it for us. We also have an Amazon credit card, which essentially they kind of give you, like, money back for all of your purchases, and we use that. I mean, how many Amazon packages do we get every day?
0: Yeah, several. Too too many. Yeah, every (laughs) single day. And I do want to say, with credit cards, we do not get credit cards for a line of credit. Yeah. We do not spend money we don't have. We get them, as Sam said, with Target, we get them for the perks. So I want to make sure crystal clear there, we literally only use them to get the benefits of them.
1: Yeah. And so our main card, our main, like, credit card that everything else goes on is our Marriott credit card. And if you follow the channel, you might have heard us talk about this several times. But Marriott is actually sponsoring an episode in November, so we'll talk more, like, in depth about it then. But we chose this credit card, like you said, because they just have really great travel perks. And we travel a lot. Mm -hmm. So getting that extra little, like, bonus is so good to us essentially the money that you, you know, spend on your credit card, you get points and then you redeem those points for hotel stays, flights, cruises, et cetera. We've stayed like at some of the coolest resorts for free using our points. Yep. Like we stayed at, what do you call that when it's like a golf resort? It was
0: the TPC golf course. Yeah, Yeah.
1: In it was like a Marriott resort with, that TPC
0: Yeah, the Valero Open is, golf, yeah. is is played there if you guys are familiar. Yeah,
1: so we stayed there for free. They had like a whole whole ass like water park.
0: Yeah, straight up it water park. It was
1: so cool and it was it was like so it was almost too fancy, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the
0: lobby like you felt uncomfortable going out in like shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. It was very fancy.
1: We stayed our recent trip to Maine. All of that was free using Marriott points. We've stayed in Orlando at like a super cool, huge resort using points.
0: And all of these trips we drive, we drove to Texas, we drove to Maine, we drove to Orlando. And when we do that, we always break the trip in half and stop somewhere on the way down and somewhere on the way back. 95% of the time, those are paid for those single nights are paid for with the Marriott card. And it's so nice because we're just sleeping there. Yeah, it would like hurt my soul to pay (laughs) $120. to sleep, But we use the points and it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. And the points add up so fast when you're putting, you know, just like your daily spending life on it. And you also get like some huge sign up bonus when you open one. So we've talked about our desire to go to England next year, or next year, yeah, Yeah. next year. And if we were to go, I looked it up, and we would be able to use our Marriott points to cover all five of our flights.
0: Amazing. That's like
1: $10,000 worth of flights.
0: And this is literally just stuff that we buy. We don't put anything on here, like, out of the ordinary. We're not like, oh, got to use the Marriott card. This is just what we use to pay for Yeah, it's just our
1: normal credit card. Yep. And so... I'm going to add a link to our Marriott our well I'm going to add our Marriott link to our Instagram bio in case you want to learn more about it or sign up. Like we're not trying to sell you anything, but we do have a link that is an affiliate link. Um we just really love this card for our family and we'll never like push anything that we don't love right. on you guys that we don't use. We literally use this card for everything. And I think I was looking at the email and the current sign up is you get up to like 85,000 bonus points when you sign up and an average hotel say just like your normal hotel I think is like 15,000 so like just to give you guys like a reference on that Marriott point situation yeah
0: and it just you're gonna spend money anyway and and I understand there I've talked to some people recently and they're like nope I've learned my lesson with credit cards I personally can't handle it respect yeah respect absolutely that's worse than any benefits you could get but if you're someone that's pretty good with your money and you're not using a credit card, these things are just left on the table. Like, these points are literally free because you're spending that money anyway. We get, I mean, how many nights a year do you think? Like, it's got to be close to 50 hotel stays a night. Hotel night stays a year that we get.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: I, I mean, and, and it's just for free. And you—and you, they
1: have, like, different levels that you can get Yeah. in, like, on how many points you spend or how many points you like get over the years and how long you've been there. And I think we're like almost to like the top tier. Yeah. And then you get like the coolest, the coolest like access yeah. to different lounges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we love watching flights what do you call it? Flight videos? Travel videos? Travel videos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the airport lounges. Oh,
1: the airport lounges that like we never knew about yeah. until like six months ago. And now we're like, oh my gosh, we got to this level and we get airport yeah. lounges. Yeah. We and, get to
0: go see one. <laughs> and to be real, they, when you check in, they're like, welcome, Mr. Command. Thank you for being in our elite gold platinum yeah, status yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. It, it just feels cool. And, it's cool. And and honestly, I feel like we save money with this car. The reason why this is, this is not a promotion. This yeah, is yeah. not anything, I, think it fits on the topic here we go on so many adventures with our kids and for a fact Many of these adventures would not be possible without this card. Yeah. So when we talk about how do we manage money, how do we save money, and people always say to us, you guys are always on the go. You guys are always doing things. Well, yeah, it really helps when you don't pay for the hotel right. for weeks and weeks and weeks. When you have, weeks. like,
1: this free yeah. vacation, yeah. air quotes, you and can't and see me. Right. <laughs> and
0: so that really does help the burden uh, off of these off of these hotels and, and even in the future in flights.
1: And saving money is literally your favorite thing in the whole world. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very, very true. And the biggest way I save money is just not spending money.
1: Oh, best, best budgeting <laughs> technique. <laughs> yes.
0: For real though, we, we actually don't use a budget or tracker spending. I think this is going to be the part that's kind of wild to people is I have friends that do this person's name method or this bucket method and this account. We don't do that. I really feel strongly about this. We could, right? We could easily sit down and track everything and come up with like, we have this much allowance for this much in this month and then borrow this month. And that I really believe that's too much of a hassle for us when you weigh the pros and cons of them. I just don't want to spend my mind doing that. It's just not valuable to me. And there's a lot of things like that. For example, taxes. I actually prefer to gather all my tax info at the end of the year, even though a lot of people will give me advice and say, Hey, track it throughout the year. I don't like spending my mind on my mind my time on that on a regular basis. I would rather just get it done all at once. And with this it, we just we can't be people that collect receipts and then write things down and input into QuickBooks.
1: Oh my gosh. I used to have to do that at my old job for my boss's mm. like personal account. Oh, wow. And I feel like I'm traumatized by it. Like literally every little yeah. receipt, everything he bought, I had to input.
0: Right. And this is our personality. Yeah. I understand some people may yes. have to do this and that's awesome. I'm just kind of sharing what we do here. Yeah. And we don't want to put ourselves in a box. If we need to spend more on something, we will, and we will adjust elsewhere. Right. Right. And that has really, really become something that has been a big part of our family. Like – do we really want this? Okay. We're going to have to maybe not go out to eat for right, a couple like of weeks. We're
1: talking about England next year, and we're yep. like, if we want to do that, then we're not going to you know, go to Disney or Correct. whatever.
0: And, and we did that this year. We yeah. flexed our vacations. We usually like to go to Disney for spring break. That wasn't possible. We didn't have the budget. So we literally used a Marriott card to stay for a week <laughs> for free when we couldn't afford the Disney and yeah. in our budget.
1: Yeah. When we just make, like, conscious decisions when it comes to spending. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, for groceries, we eat probably, like, 75% organic. We try, yeah. We try. But we buy store-brand organic. If you guys are familiar with Kroger, they have store-brand organic everything. Like, we aren't shopping at Whole Foods and dropping whole-ass paychecks there. Right. You know what yeah, I that's mean? wild. Or, like, for big purchases like uh, like TVs or things like that like we do so much research mm-hmm. before we buy a big purchase we read all the reviews we're always comparing prices and making sure that we get it at the cheapest place
0: yeah and we rarely regret those purchases yeah. like we bought a big TV for our basement And it's become an integral part of, like, our kids' life. Yeah. Like, it's really nice. And we love it. It's such a sick TV and the remote. You can talk to it and get YouTube. And it's set up for the kids. We really value that purchase. And we had a great deal on it. And we'll look at sales. And we'll wait. And we'll adjust. And we'll check this store. So, we are very conscious about our purchases. Yeah, so
1: conscious. And then, like, for one one thing that I always think about when I talk about, like, spending and stuff Mm -hmm. are the kids' clothes. Because they literally – are growing so fast right now. Well, Maddox and Vi are. Jax has been the same size for Mm, three years. (laughs) Tiny Jax. (laughs) (laughs) But so Vi Vi gets her clothes at Target and Old Navy. They're cheap clothes and they're decent quality that'll last, you know, for the year that she wears Mm -hmm. them. But we do spend more on Maddox's clothes because Maddox's stuff gets handed down to Jax. And that was like a conscious thing in my mind. I'm like, okay, if we buy this Target brand hoodie, it's going to fall apart within a year and it'd be a waste of money. And we're going to have to buy a new one. And then we'll also have to buy a new one for Jax when he gets to that size. But if we buy this like Nike brand hoodie, I know that it's going to be good quality and it's going to last enough for Jax to be able to wear it. After Maddox does. For you sure. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. We, we like to invest our money on quality things. Yeah. And I always, like, there's so many sayings and phrases that people use, yeah. right? Buy nice or cry twice. And <laughs>
1: I've never heard yeah, that. Yeah, and
0: I wasn't that way. <laughs> so, for example, if I would go to the mall, I would see, like, a nice store. And na- name a nice clothing store. Something that's quality.
1: Oh, God, I don't even know. (laughs) You can't put me on the spot Uh, like that.
0: So let's say it's like like
1: Nordstrom. Yeah, let's say
0: Nordstrom is in the store. But then I look over next to it and there was Aero Pastel. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) these shirts look just like those. But this one's five (laughs) dollars and that one's like 30. I'm like, no way. So I'd get the pastel and I would wear it. I'm like, you guys are crazy. This thing's fly. I look good. (laughs) And the very first time you wash it, it's ruined.
1: Yeah, it's like that fast fashion. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so it was like, oh, man, now I'm I'm crying because it's ruined. And now I'm crying again because I got to go buy something nicer. And I should have just skipped that part and bought the nice thing. And so we do put money on quality things, and – above all, we really invest in memories.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like my like life motto is if you're going to do it, do it right. Like mm-hmm. my dad instilled this in me when I was young and I found myself saying it to Maddox like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when we were talking about chores. I'm like, oh, if yeah. you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That's been a challenge.
1: <laughs> and then like with Maddox's clothes, we don't buy cheap stuff. That's going to break within a year. Unless it's something that we know is going to get trashed. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, we buy all of our small furniture, like our end tables and ottomans and toy bins and things like that from like Target or Ikea or other cheap places because our kids literally will break them or scratch them or break a door off or things like that. So we're not going to spend money on like really good furniture. Right. That is just going to get trashed by the kids.
0: Right. And we, I will say, we did our basement. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We... Wanted to get a couch that the kids could kind of play on and have down there. And we weren't gonna do a huge investment, like a three, four thousand dollar couch with like solid wood. And we bought it and what I'm blanking right now, what's the Wayfair. Wayfair. Yeah. Now we had heard like terrible things about Wayfair. Like it's cheap, this is this. We did some research. We bought a couch that was under five hundred dollars And it's a full like sectional sectional Mm -hmm. with the little like layout part, you know, whatever the technical term is there. And it came in two boxes, <laughs> like smaller boxes, yep. put it together. The couch was phenomenal.
1: It's like I like that couch more than our upstairs it's couch. It's
0: phenomenal. <laughs> it's stylish. It's comfy. And so th- that one was a conscious decision, and we were impressed with yeah, the results. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but, like, sometimes it does backfire Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, for example, this summer oh my gosh. we were – um In Maine. In Maine, yeah. Yep. We went to, like, the L.L. Bean –
0: Headquarters. Headquarters, yeah. yeah. And they
1: have this huge store there. And we saw some lunch boxes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that would be such a good idea. Like, I know that these are going to be quality. So we bought two lunch boxes for the boys. And they literally both have ripped. The boys have been in school for like almost exactly a I month. Know today. Her, and it is already ripped and I'm so pissed. Her exact
0: <laughs> statement was, I know I'm sick of buying lunch boxes every year and getting new ones. I know these ones will last. Hasn't even lasted a month, right? And they were not right. cheap. They were not cheap. And well, we're they were
1: like twenty bucks. Is yeah. that expensive for you for a lunchbox?
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I knew that they were. It was. It was a name brand. You know, it was a little bit more than just like a Target one that yeah. would be ten fifteen. Which, in the grand scheme, right, pay a little bit more if it's a full year thing, multiple years. But yeah. it did fall apart. It's so crazy. Uh,
1: that that makes me so mad because yep. I feel like that happens to me all the time. Yeah. But I guess mainly because I'm the sole like. Sp- right. bender so
0: on the smaller yeah 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 for sure
1: but we also put our money towards things that we know we're going to get a lot of use out of like like the basement we saved up our money for quite some time we knew we wanted to do this we knew that it was going to get used and it was such a good investment all five of us use the basement every single day. Yep. Both of our offices are down here. The boys come downstairs in the morning. Yep. Violet comes down here and plays when we're working. It's just, we have movie, family movie nights and sleepovers. Like it's just so fun.
0: Oh yeah. And that's always been something that's been important to me is I'll hear people complain about prices of things like cell phones. People are like, oh, can you believe the price of cell phones? Not only do you use it every day. Not only do you use it every hour, you likely use it every couple of minutes. Yeah. And this thing is attached to you uh, just like a mattress. We bought, we went mattress shopping and it's like, whoa, okay, these are expensive. Let's get a nice one. But it's like, how often do you go mattress shopping? Right, And right. how often do you use your mattress? Yep. You know, so there's, you want to put those investments in things that you actually use and kind of on that same thing, right? That same topic of what you actually use, what actually stays with you is memories, And we do invest in memories. Mm -hmm. Uh, Never forget people who told us that our kids, oh, yeah, this was, I actually just heard a question yesterday about this, where kids, they were told us our kids are too young to go to Disney. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that's not the right age. I heard somebody yesterday on a podcast say, oh, yeah, we took our kids to Disney. And the person said, oh, are they too young for that? And and the person was like, oh, they had a great time. They loved themselves. And then the person responded, well, they won't remember it. That's okay. Uh, like, that's fine. And, mm-hmm. and who knows? Maybe they will. But I know sure as heck we do. Yeah. And we have those memories. And so, yeah, maybe they, they won't remember it. But I do know that when they look back and see pictures, they'll know, oh, man, my family took me on vacation. Yeah. My family cared about me. These things, like, really valuable.
1: And Maddox talks about, like, his first trip to Disney. Yeah. Like Like, I think he was only, like,
0: three or four. Yeah, Three, three or, or, four. or four.
1: And he talks about it because there were specific things that happened during that trip. Yeah that he remembers. Yep.
0: And he's right. Yeah. (laughs) With England, our kids will remember that forever. Yeah. We put a lot of stock into these memories. And and I do think that that impact is huge, right? England, obviously we want to see England. Obviously it's amazing. But think about that message we're sending to our kids. We value your passion in soccer so much that we're willing to base our vacations off of it, our investments off of it. Like that's a big deal. And neither of us have super cool memories like that from like, especially our early childhood. Mm -hmm. And so we want our kids to have that, you know, we want them to, to experience that. I I didn't, I never went to Disney before you, you know, I never really flew on planes. Like that wasn't something that we did. And so I didn't have these extravagant memories. And so we really say invest in memories. But I want to make sure I'm clear here. We're talking about Disney. We're talking about Texas. Yeah. Those memories can be anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. It
0: can be going to putt-putt. It can be going to a cool sporting event. Those memories are just as valuable to invest in.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I do think that... Like spending money is a slippery slope. It's addictive. <laughs> it is so addictive. Yeah. And I feel like I'm one to talk. So I used to be a really impulsive spender. Like I would buy anything and everything. And I feel like it has gotten better as I've gotten older and our communication has gotten better. And. Like, sometimes you'll still have to tell me, like, I need to rein my shit in. Yeah. But it's hard because spending brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. And it's not even, like, buying clothes or stuff for myself. It's literally buying anything. I went to the dollar store the other day, and it was, like, I felt so much joy buying these, like, $5 items. Yeah,
0: (laughs) for sure. And you do. You are someone that is always looking for it and this is not in a bad way just acknowledging it looking for the next Mm -hmm. you'll buy something and that brings you joy and then buying the next thing and like vacations we've mentioned this before (laughs) we go on vacation we love it literally on the way home Sam is like planning our next vacation yes in my mind I want to and I don't I didn't get these things so I want to soak them (laughs) in I want to enjoy them I I don't want to move on it doesn't bring me joy to spend money. I soak
1: it in at the time of the event.
0: Yeah. And I do, (laughs) I do as well. I just like it to linger. And so that, that is a difference of us. The spending money brings her joy. Yeah. It often brings me mental pain. Oh
1: my gosh. I like, okay. So I remember when we were at our old house, this was like our broke era. I'm going to call it. (laughs) And
0: and I do want to clarify very broke, like less than $300 to our name at one point.
1: And I would go to the grocery store and I would like my, this was when I was eating gluten. I would buy myself a donut because it like made me feel so good and I'd drive home and eat it in our driveway. And that feeling was like, I swear like pure ecstasy. And I made sure to buy it from <laughs> I didn't go to like Tim Horton's or anything like to buy a donut. Like I bought it at the grocery store so it would just be on the grocery bill and I wouldn't like be questioned or anything, but like that's how addicted to spending I was that I would like hide it from you.
0: I even forgot that right. you ate gluten. That's why I
1: know. <laughs> but okay, so I don't hide purchase from purchases from you anymore, just FYI. <laughs> I feel like I need to say that. I know, that's good. But also like you're I feel like you are more lax now but because we aren't living paycheck to paycheck, I do have that extra wiggle room for silly purchases for and sure. stuff like that.
0: For sure. And, and that's how it should be. Yeah. When you are living check to check, those small purchases are magnified. Yeah, like right. Absolutely magnified. And like you said, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it is. And be- yeah, go ahead.
1: Because I still struggle like to this day with overspending, especially at places like Target where, you know, they have that little dollar section when you're Mm -hmm. walking and you're like, oh, it's just a dollar. It's just five dollars. It's just three dollars. But then it adds up and you're like, wow, I spent 50 fucking dollars at the Target dollar area
0: (laughs) yeah, big time and it it does it just gets slippery you get into these like moods and modes where it's like I'm spending 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 yeah and you just don't even realize it when you step back you're like oh what's five dollars what's this or if we're saving up for something it's like well this isn't going to impact this um, our savings to get this thing but when you add the next one in the next one in it it is slippery and so we understand because I know a lot of people are like oh easy to say we get it we truly get it it's
1: it's truly like an addiction But I wonder, what is it, we always say this, like, talking about people's brains. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about people that they love spending money so much? Because, like, clearly, most of the people in our country have some form of credit card debt right now. Like, why?
0: There's some, yeah, something that's clicking because this kind of transaction didn't exist back in the day. Right. You, know, you didn't go to a store. You You were hunting. You were gathering. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I think people get this rush when they spend money. If we really look at it, there's there's chemicals involved, you know, it's a, it's a dopamine rush to the brain that makes them feel good. It's like gambling. It's like apps on your phone. They literally studied casinos to see how people reacted to the lights and the sounds of the slot machines. And they translated it to your phone. And there's similar reaction, similar feeling when you're spending money, you know, when you're getting these things, it really is crazy. And having the newest, coolest thing to show off makes them feel good. And man, that is... (sighs) that that's huge. You know, that is huge. And for example, yeah, I used to wait in line for the new iPhones, like (laughs) actually wait in line. And it wasn't a neat, that's the crazy thing I've really been thinking about lately. You get this new iPhone that you have, and it's the coolest thing you've ever had. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, then a new one comes out and you feel like less than But that phone that made you feel amazing, that's so top of the line, is still the same phone. Right. It didn't get downgraded. It's still the same amazing phone. And uh, my dad used to buy the newest gadgets. Yeah, like when we were a kid, or when I was a kid, we had a bag phone. Do you guys know what a bag (laughs) phone is? I've
1: never seen or heard of a bag Yeah. Phone so a bag life.
0: phone was early days and you'd put it in your car. It would be in like a zip up, almost like trapper keeper. You'd open it up. <laughs> like and a it briefcase. Would, yeah. Kind of like a soft briefcase. And then it would plug into your cigarette lighter back when they were actually real cigarette lighters. And then you would have this or we had, I'll never forget. We had a TV that was like an early smart TV that had a, like a wireless computer, uh, keyboard and that went to the TV. And so it was just like, Th- this is so wild, but it really was like an addiction to have the new cool yeah. thing to show your friends to say I got this. And how many people do that with iPhones? Yeah. How many people do that with stuff? And and guilty here, not not Ooh, saying not that me. I'm any better. I
1: I hate transferring <laughs> my all my phone yeah. stuff over. That not, is so annoying. Not
0: specifically phones, and and I used to be <laughs> that way. Now we'll go several upgrades. I don't I don't
1: want a new phone. No, I'm like, can this phone just? Can you just like upgrade the hardware? Right. You're right, like, right. I don't want a new phone for sure. But I think people also spend money out of sadness and boredom. Like when I wasn't working, just like momming it at home, I'd go to Target just for like something to do during the day. And inevitably I would spend money.
0: Yeah. And this seems we're related to casinos earlier. It seems very similar to food as well yeah how many people spend f- uh spend their time eating food when they're bored when they're sad
1: uh that's true yeah you
0: know it just it's that chemical rush yeah and you get the same thing Definitely. freaky to think about like the <laughs> layers to that but I also think people spend money on things they love yeah right let's let's be yeah. real here for us it's soccer <laughs> and, and this is a new thing this is over the last not even year no and and it's really become a passion of our family a lifestyle yeah really and we put a lot of money into it because, right now, Maddox and, and Jax. Aw,
1: Jax's first day. Yeah, today <laughs> he has his first
0: real practice. He's been doing some junior stuff, but real practice. But our whole family loves soccer. Yeah. We love everything about it. We love the practices, the tournaments. We love watching pro games, mm-hmm. going to pro games. We love practice. We love the gear. We love, like, the chance and the vibes. Mm-hmm. We love the whole world aspect of it. Sam literally just <laughs> said to me she's willing to drop <laughs> Big money on the World Cup 2026 tickets.
1: I literally would.
0: Yeah. I'd drop,
1: like, 10 grand on tickets. And,
0: and that kind <laughs> of merges, like, two of our priorities. Spending money on things we love yeah. and spending money on memories. Yeah, because, know?
1: like, could you imagine Maddox and Jacks going to a World Cup game here in the U.S.? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. They just die.
0: Unreal. And – I, I am evolving, I am changing, and I do believe life is about living. I don't plan for anything after that, right? I'm just living my life and enjoying it as we are now. And for someone that is an avid saver, if you give me money, I want to see those savings increase. I, it, it, there's definitely some primal stuff there, as being like the man and the provider, and I want to make sure our family is secure and we can handle any. Uh, obstacles and challenges that come. I also know what it feels like to be worried about your car breaking down and not being able to pay for it. And yeah. who am I going to ask for a loan if I have to do that? So that still is deep seated in me and will likely never go away. But I understand we are making money to live. We are not living to make money. Yeah. And so I think that is important. And what What are you going to do with the money when you're dead? Yeah. You know, like I, I love my kids, but I'm not sitting here being like, oh, (laughs) I want to leave generational wealth to them. I would rather build those memories, build their childhood so they can go make the money. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think think there's definitely a fine line between spending and saving. Like, make sure that you do all those fun things, but don't be an idiot and Mm -hmm. have a savings or don't be an idiot and not have a savings for like emergencies that come up for sure i feel like you have to really know the difference between a want and a need like do i want all the new clothes yes do i need them absolutely fucking not i don't need any more new clothes right (laughs) and that
0: that has always been the biggest thing for me is is this a want or need and it's not saying that one is out or one is in you just need to evaluate the situation if it's a need then we need to do it right if it's a want Let's evaluate and see if this fits for right now.
1: Exactly. And I feel like with every purchase, you have to ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's like a luxurious purchase, like a vacation or something, you have to give your mind that distinction between a want and a need and say this is a want, but I'm going to treat myself because I work hard and I fucking deserve it. Yep. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's a good way to put it. And again, I'm not saying wants get dismissed or yeah. pushed away. Uh you just have to understand that this and and I do think people cross that line and they think this is a need and it's like take a step back. Is it Is it a need, <laughs> you know, and it's not. It, it's a want. And yeah. so that just kind of sums up our approach to money and savings. We kind of do it a case by case basis. We adjust where we need to, and I can't imagine us ever having some kind of like rigid and strict format yeah. of saving and spending money yeah. that just doesn't work for us with really much at all in our life. <laughs> we, <No. laughs> we like to break down every situation individually. So, I want to say thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Catching Up With The Commands. Hopefully it gave you some insight on the way we deal with money and maybe even learned a tip or two, and maybe we'll learn from you guys. Yeah, And you guys will share some. So please let us know with the after show discussion on Instagram at Catching Up With The Commands. Comment if uh, you vent and you may even win. What do you got going on, Sam?
1: So if you comment on our after show discussion post on Instagram, you will be entered to win a Catching Up With The Command sticker. (laughs) And they're really cool. They're really cool. Yeah, Yeah. I like them. High quality, really, (laughs) really
0: nice. So hopefully we'll see you guys over on the comment section there. Thank you again to our sponsor today, Defined Beard Co. And I'm Dan C. I'm going to get out of here. And Sam C., any words for the people to leave?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ta-ta.
0: Bye, guys.